beer, sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. Everybody, what's happening? What's good with you? Sean and Brad, Guys Beer Sports, joined today by our friend Andy Mahoney. Uh, Andy's here to talk all kinds of fun things, so we'll get into that. Bodega Brawl coming soon, September 10th, uh, Portland Comic Con. You can find it after that worldwide release. It's going to be the juggernaut of the board game industry, so strap on and go. You heard it here first, so let's go. Fellas, good morning. Good afternoon, wherever you are. How you doing? Great. Doing great. I'm... uh... I'm feeling good, man. I got some high energy. I have a lot. I have a lot of things to talk about this morning. I'm glad Andy's here because it's going to tie in with a lot of things. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sean was watching old WWE highlights before he got on, apparently. So we'll be. This should be interesting. Let's buckle up. <laughs> That's the way it is. Yeah. First off, hey, shout out to our sponsors. Yeah. Uh, oh, Flowers Brewery, man. always good for a good pint, a good beer. Beers to go, you get cans to go these days too if you want. So if you're not into eating in or eating out, and grab a beer, you grab a growler, a uh, canned beer, all the great things. Go see Tony, those friends. Corner would be in 20 in Oak Harbor. It's a great spot. You get good food there too. Open hours. Uh, man, with football season here, not a better spot to watch a game. So check those guys out. And then, of course, our friends, Bodega Brawl. We'll let Andy get into his deal uh, with what that means here soon. But we appreciate you guys' support, uh, Andy. So thanks for you know believe in us we appreciate you yeah thank you big shout out to smooth my balls that's right winter's here but hey still got to get listen winter is not here based on your wardrobe choice one and also it's early september well it's coming as uh john snow would say in the great north it's always winter maybe that's the thing but you know we are we are we are doesn't change the message doesn't change grooming is important so whether you're your long johns or you're your short shorts or in sean's case both uh, it's always important to stay groomed. So check That's our friends it. out. Hey, one of the put right, out a get the promo code, Sean. You gotta give them the promo code. Yes, www.smoothmyballs backslash guys beer sports save 15% on all your grooming needs. All right. All right. Now that we got all that out of the way, Andy, I am so excited to have you on this episode here to be talking about Bodega Brawl. Uh, we're going to hear all of that. We're going to get into all that good stuff. But I have just a bone of contention right now that I wanted to bring up. And it really ties in very nicely with your game, with combat sports, the whole nine. Okay. And then you see these people training and fighting and, and, and trying to get themselves recognized. But then you have two brothers that are just walking around because they have a YouTube channel that they have decided that they now are boxers. They now, what? Logan fights Floyd Mayweather Jr. in a no knockout situation. (laughs) So of course it's gonna be a draw because they're just gonna play patty cake with each other. And then you have Jake Paul, who is still yet not fought a boxer. He's purposely picking wrestlers and basketball players while he's getting all this great training. And I will give him kudos that he's taken his own 
branding his own audience and has monetized it even more so in order to push his agenda. But I would love for him, if he is a boxer, to box a boxer. What about a Diaz brother? Well, of course, Dana White will not allow yeah, Matt, that. Listen, I don't know which one of the brothers is which. I don't care that much. I can't believe we were even talking about this, to be honest with you. Yeah, I am talking about it. You want to know why? Because last weekend, he fights uh, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley loses by decision to, I mean, he's a wrestler. Yes. He's a wrestler. It's and he's making money. he's making a disgrace of combat sports. He's there. He walks in back asswards and decides to go out there against Dana White and says to everybody, oh, look at me, the way that I pay my guys. Oh, look at the way this is. I mean, we made way more money than any of your guys. And that might be true. But it's very easy in order to keep that freight train going when you're just there and you are completely not fighting somebody that is a boxer. If you want to say that you're in some sort of combat sport, then fight the man as an MMA person. Go play one-on-one with a basketball player, but do not call yourself a boxer. Keep going out there and boxing. Epic. Yeah. He's 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 a disgrace. He's a disgrace to combat sports. Who, who's a disgrace exactly? That's that Jake Paul character. Oh, okay. And the and the other brother, what's his name? Logan Paul. Okay. Logan and Jake. Yeah. But isn't uh, Tyrone just as responsible for this and Ben Askren and probably, everybody else? Probably more so. But. Can, you, can you? So and Floyd and Floyd as well. And, yeah. All, the all the people who are willing to fight him. Yeah. yeah. Because you want to know why that's also. I mean. This is this whole entire sense of entitlement that all of a sudden, yeah, I need to get paid. I need this to happen. Da, 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 da. Dana White, we all know some of these guys are on the undercards. Some of these guys that are just in the uh, mid rounds, they're not making a whole ton of money. After you're done with taxes and you're paying your corners, you're not making a whole ton of money. That's why people are headhunting. That's why people are trying to go for the performance of the night to make that 50000 additional. Okay, but you cannot sit there and all of a sudden say, like what Jake Paul's going out saying and tweeting that this guy is just like a like a slave owner, pretty much is what he's almost coming out and saying because he's not paying his guys. Right. Um, The thing is, is that you've walked into this, you've monetized it. People there are actually like there's boxers there that he can actually challenge. 3-0, 4-0 coming up, but they're not going to make him any money. He knows that. Or he's going to lose. Well, he doesn't want to be a boxer. He wants to be famous. Yeah. Anyways, that's what I had. Where are we at? I mean, that's just the thing. I'm not as upset about it. You know, I won't pay to watch any of those things. I don't even watch the highlights because I think they're stupid. I don't watch one of the Paul boys either get destroyed by Diaz brother. (laughs) <laughs> or if they saw Dana White and Dana was going to fight him, I'd watch that. But I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, otherwise, I'm not watching it. Yeah. It's just like when GSP thought he could beat Matt Hughes. It's the same idea. He did beat Matt Hughes. What planet are you on? Later. <laughs> How many times? Like the third or fourth time, what's Matt had lost interest? He's only really lost two fights, man. And one of them was to Matt Hughes. Uh, okay. The well, other one was to Matt Sarah. Yeah, well. Matt's, Matt's, he doesn't like Matt's. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't like Matt's. All right. Of any kind, wrestling mats, any of that stuff. 
You just like that is what discomfort. kind of lunacy are you talking here right now? That doesn't like the same lunacy you were just talking about talk, leading in with Jake Paul, but absolutely like, not. That's that's completely out. Oh, I knew that Jake Paul was an idiot out. when he said that Miles Garrett should go watch the Nate Robinson fight because that's what would happen to him because those are not even the same creatures. No, not <laughs> was even. it Jake that knocked out Robinson or was it Logan? No, that was Jake. Yeah, it was it Jake because Logan. So Miles, Logan's the one who's actually a little bit more of a. He's the one that fought. He fought Floyd Mayweather, yeah. and he's the one beating all the MMA with guys. a no knockout clause. I mean, <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it was you can't hit me here or here. Yeah, that's, yeah. Floyd's, that's Floyd's game though. Floyd. I mean, they shouldn't even have had it because Floyd was never going to knock around anyway. Floyd probably wanted that clause to be honest with you. Yeah. It's bizarre that that fight happened. Yeah, I mean. Just, just much, if, right? For me, yeah. For me, it tarnishes Floyd's legacy as the best forever. Like, why would you even take that fight? But, you have a draw on your on your record now. It's like you're not even you're still undefeated, but it's a draw. Man, you're not though, right? You're you're undefeated, but you also fought an internet star, so it loses some credibility. It's like being posted on a world star. It's like Kimbo Slice had a better record than Floyd Mayweather does when it comes to world star. We, actually put a, a, we, we, we put a jab in against Mayweather in the instruction booklet, I'm remembering. Yes. Oh, Let's get to okay. it. Let's get to it. Let's okay. get to this. Let's yeah. get to the important things now that <laughs> yeah. Sean's blood pressure is up. and he's, you know. <laughs> I saw steam coming out of his ears. It was, yeah. yeah. Minute, Andy, you had, a, uh, you had a vivid. Just walk us through Bordega Ball and just how we got here. Because yeah. I, I think the story is fascinating. So if you could give us that story, we'd, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, it's pretty pretty wild. I had a dream. The, the vivid details are gone of the dream, but <clears throat> it was vivid enough at the time that I dreamt this game mechanic, essentially, and, and was playing this game in the dream. Woke up, wrote it down, because I know how fast dreams can, yeah. can go uh, away. Uh, how, what were we talking here? How long ago was this? Five years ago. Five years. Yeah, five years ago, I was in the middle of uh, my master's degree. I woke up on, I, I, you know, whatever morning, wrote it down. I was headed to Nashville to, to do school that week. That night, I stayed at uh, Ben Breeden's house so he could take me to the airport. And I actually have uh, have one of the prototypes here. And kind of, I've written down the details and part of it involved this mat. It has a, you know, ninja whatever it looks like a ninja turtle without the shell (laughs) (laughs) and then we uh we just took these um we just took some bicycle cards and we took a sharpie and made our first set of cards on the the back side there um so you can see head body and then stuff has changed as we've gone but that was like the origin of the game it was the, the dream that night we made it we tweaked it. We figured out most of the card ratios, and there's been several big tweaks along the way. Yeah, but did we guys, played it that way with our kids. Did you guys, like, try to play it that first night. Yeah, we played it that night, yeah. and uh, we're like, this, this got some legs. This is super fun. Yeah, and uh, we both had, you know, one of these prototypes and played it with our kids and played it with our friends. And uh, at one point, we actually, I, I played it. Um, with our the twins, I have twins. Their second grade class, we brought in like eight decks of them. Again, just sharpie and bicycle cards, and yeah. you know, hand drawn little battle mats. 
and taught all the second graders how to play it. I, I played it uh, on a trip I was in uh, Indonesia. Played it with a, a bunch of teens over there, and like they were playing it. And and again, there was no um, no actual design work done at that point, but it was fun enough that we just kept on doing it and had a dream to to actually make it at some point. So. Yeah, progressive. And here we are now. Can you talk us through just maybe some of the gameplay? And- yeah, yeah, totally. So it took me three years to convince Patrick Mahoney, who's not my brother, but same last name. And actually his first name is my middle name. It took me three years to convince him to do the design. Um, and so I'll show you the, the first. This was like take one. Here's some of the cards. These are the, the first cards that we made. And it was uh, Christmas of 2019 that we... He had uh, taken about a year to, to do that first design. This is the first mat that we had. I have a couple of those left. Um, and just got it uh, printed for Christmas. Gave it to my family and, and a bunch of friends. And um, This is the new one, and I'll, I'll walk you through it on this one. So this is the, the new mat that will be available next Friday. Um, and the way it works is you have the various cards, right? Um, so I'll pull those up here. These are the new cards. The backs are even cooler than the last ones. Yeah. Each card, I'll show you the cards first. You can attack the body or you can counter the body, okay? And then there'll be head um, or just straight up attack cards where the, the that's where the flavor Floyd Mayweather jab comes in in the instructions, so I'll explain them there. Or you can attack the legs somewhere in here. There's a leg, leg attack, leg counter. And so you take those cards and you play them on the mat against each other. And it works better like this, right? And so if I attack the head and Brad, you counter attack the head, then your card stays on the mat as a point, and my card gets discarded for the rest of that round. And then on the bottom of the mat, it gives you the, the score key, right? Two strikes to the head, three strikes to the body, four strikes to the legs, or five total wins the round. It's and seven so rounds. seven rounds. You play. You can play quick brawl, which is three rounds. Uh, standard brawl, which is five rounds, or a championship brawl which is first to seven. So it's actually first to three, first to five, first to seven. Okay. And in that championship brawl, that's where this sweet super attack comes in. It's like a one hit kill, Mortal Kombat fatality style finishing move. That it's, uh, if you play that, you can only play it once. You can only play the attack side once um, and you win the round unless it gets countered, which no one has successfully done yet. It's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> it's right. gonna happen. So, and then so, you win the round, and you still have your attack to use. Okay. Do you, yep. do you guys shuffle? You guys shuffle up the cards, and when you're playing, you're dealt so many cards, or? Yep. So everybody has in that championship round. I'm grabbing all my cards. Fell here. In that championship round, you always have all the cards at the beginning of the round. Okay. Mm. And so you're looking through your body attacks, your head attacks, your leg attacks, and you're kind of planning, trying to get inside your opponent's head. Are they going to play defense? Or are they going to play offense? And, you know, obviously two strikes to the head can go really quick, but 
if you just attack the head all the time, you're going to get countered all the time and you're going to lose. So you have to mix it up. And, and that's actually, you know, I watch a lot of MMA and actually we, we were all at it, I think, right? Did all three of us go to that UFC fight in Seattle? Oh, I did not How go. Were you there? No, no, I was not okay. there in that one. No, it was Brad uh, and Delansky was there, right? Yep. And Dunn, yep. maybe. Yeah. Anyways, there was uh, Benson Henderson versus Nate Diaz. And I, I have this on one of the little videos we made where Benson Henderson punches Nate Diaz in the thigh. <laughs> like, just jabs him in the thigh like four or five times and uh, gets Nate flinching, you know. And then, he, and then he, you know, goes for the head and knocks him down. And so these leg kicks in the game, too, are weak. Um, but you can kind of get a, a rope-a-dope going. And especially if you're playing first to seven, you might even give a couple rounds away to get your opponent off kilter and then you go yeah, for yeah. the throw, you know? yeah. I love the strategy of it. Yeah. yeah. And so after each round, you pick all your cards back up. Um, and also one variation with the championship round, which is the best way to play first to seven. Um, at, after you re- pass first three rounds, what, what happens after the first three rounds of the UFC fight? They call them the, the championship rounds, right? Right. The guys are tired. The guys are beat up. And so... Once someone gets the three rounds, then the loser of that round has to give up a card. So you go in, do the, you know, you draw a random card from your opponent and discard it. No one knows what it is. I mean, you'll you'll know when you have like your super attack taken or a head card taken because right. you won't have that, and so it, it puts you at a disadvantage going into those uh, championship rounds. And you you still get your cards back at the end. And let's say I went in one card short, but I, you know, I, I, I come back and, and now I'm taking a, a card from them for the next round. Right. So it kind of creates some of that battle damage going forward. Do you guys play simultaneously at the same time when you're laying yep. down your card? Okay. Yep. It's it's uh, one of my friends, and this is on the back of the box too. He, he said it's paper, rock, scissors with a black belt. Paper, rock, scissors makes it seem a little simplistic because when you add six options, it creates a lot of depth. But yeah, you you get your card ready, you hold it up, you look at your opponent, maybe you switch it to mess with their head so they don't know if you're going to play counter or attack. You can say one, two, three, you can just know or in the instructions say bow dega brawl and throw it down on the wow. I, I love i love i that. love this i'm also <laughs> confident that i'm gonna whip sean's ass the first time we play oh. <laughs> hey i just want to read i want to read uh this one uh review you have here uh yeah so cool so there's so many things i love about bodega brawl it's easy to learn You'll know how to play in five minutes, be an expert in seven minutes, and be able to teach it to others in ten. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Exci- excitingly unpredictable. I never know what my po- opponent is going to do next, so there is no telling how each round will end. And so yeah. far, from what you've explained, that sounds like just like, you know, it, it sounds like you'll just be involved into it because it's just like, no, I got to win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I knew we had something when we started playing it, and I could feel my heart rate go up. Oh, man. I'm good. Because you you get in it, and you're like, oh, snap. Like, I'm on the ropes. I got a a perfectly timed, you know, head counter. Like, if you're on the ropes and say, like, they've got two hits on your body and one hit on your head, and you have one hit on their head, 
um, and, and then you actually counter and win win the round. Or the very best is if you if we if you both win at the same time, you either get three body hits, two head hits, or five total, whatever. Like you land at the place where you both technically won the round, then it goes to sudden death, and then it's just the the next first successful unanswered attack or effective counter. And so then it's like the final 10 seconds of a UFC fight where they're just swinging. Yeah. They're just swinging like crazy trying to know, get it. So everything just stays on the mat at that point. Yeah. And the very best way, which you can just talk the most trash ever, is winning with a, a leg counter. Because it's the dumbest move in the game, but it wins sudden death all the time because, yeah. you know, you just got to time it right. It's, it's, oh my gosh, it's the best. Is that I the imagine that's where you stand up in your seat is when you win them that late counter, right? Like yeah, you're you up. point, you laugh, you mock yeah. and ridicule yeah. your opponent because it's like, catching, like, it's like catching the ace on the river when you had no business being in the exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was gonna say it's like playing seven deuce, right? Yep. <laughs> you win all in seven deuce and you get you get seven deuce full house. <laughs> Andy loves Andy loves the twos. The, like when we're playing poker, like that's pocket twos. Yeah, pocket twos are is that's his money move right there. Like I watched him burn people so <laughs> I've also so been pissed. burned many more times than but just the joy of beating somebody with pocket twos because you yes. get trip you get trip twos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, two pair ace king setup. That's I mean there's nothing like it. Yeah. You gotta be sweating though if you see uh two queens and two. Oh yeah. Then you're just then you're just a yeah. business. I, I don't I don't take it all the way every time. <laughs> I've lost a lot more hands with it than one, but those little but the waiting hands are the ones that stick That's out. It. I remember vividly uh, a couple of times where you went Yeah, because you get the what? I closed somebody out of my house and they were Someone's got a they were walk out. But a, a two came up on the, you know, flop and you're like yep. <laughs> yeah, you just slow play. Just, he did, he just drug him all. I remember he got the guy so bad the guy had to go walk outside my backyard for like five minutes. He was so pissed. <laughs> it might be that might be the only time that it's actually happened, but I've been living to have that moment again. <laughs> wow. Wow. I just can't wait until we can play again there. Those were some great card games we had. So. Oh, man. Best. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Man, I think I got a lot better for the last decade, so we'll see. We'll see. I think I've gotten a lot worse or just a <laughs> lot uh, unlucky. More unlucky. More unlucky. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm really I'm really excited about this game. So what? Uh, Bodega Brawl, September 10th. Yep. Uh, Comic-Con out in uh, Portland, right? Yep. I, yeah, and 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 the, the whole—I mean, it isn't it's maybe not the best strategy, but like that's an event I've been going to. That's where I met different game developers and designers, and got more a little bit know-how on on what to do and how to do it. And yeah. so it just seemed like a good place to launch it. And last January, I remember we're talking five years. I've been working on this. Like this last January, I realized I need a deadline, or this isn't ever going to happen. Yeah. And so I plopped down a, a deposit on having a booth in the middle of a pandemic, not even known if it's going to happen, but just knew we had to have that deadline. And so as it turns out, the, the large supply that will be coming, being shipped from China all, all together, uh, won't, wasn't going to make it. And so we made uh, 100 Comic-Con limited exclusive first, first print that'll all be hand numbered, hand packaged. Nice. 
Um, so that'll be, that'll be fun. And then we'll have the rest of the product by Christmas. So we'll start pre-orders after next weekend, after these hundreds sell out, but you can get them at bodegabrawl.com. If you want to be an early adopter next Friday, you can buy it there and uh, we'll ship it to you. Man. Uh, do you, are you interested in running a contest maybe a little bit down the road in the future? Heck yeah. 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 uh, I'm I'm really stoked about this. It just sounds like just intensity in a card game there that you just yeah. capture it. Um, being able to talk some smack to your friends, you know. Um, yeah. You Let's talk figure smack out how to get a t-shirt today or in response to this episode. And then as we get closer to the second launch date, in mid-November, let's give one of the games away. But let's definitely give away a T-shirt today because we got two cool T-shirt designs. Yeah, we do. Um, I'm going to try to get one of those uh, hand hand numbered copies too. But I send it with my T-shirt order because I've already yeah I'm yeah, already yeah. in for the T-shirt. Any any yeah. design T-shirt that spoke to me. Uh, in yeah, story. yeah. I'll, I'll pull it up here. One sec. So you got two oh, options for T-shirts, uh, folks. They're fantastically priced. We got this one. Yep, look at that. That's that's me right there. Bruce and Chuck and Jackie and Jet and you. Bodega yep. Brawl. So we could talk about greatest list, and then we just got yep. the, the logo t-shirt there. Yep. So let's give away uh, one of those today. All right. However you guys want to do that. Yep. Well, Brad, I think I want to hear from the listeners. Um, I would like to see, what do you say? Whoever that could show us on a screenshot how many shares that they've done on Facebook about this episode, tag take a us. screenshot. What's that? Tag us and tag Bodega Ball Brawl. Sorry, yes. It's all right. Make sure you tag us, tag Bodega Brawl, take a screenshot, email us at guys.beer.sports at gmail.com. No later than what is the date tomorrow, anyways? Oh my goodness! Okay, uh, September 11th is the cutoff date. September 11th will be the cutoff date. Whatever that we receive at that point, we'll have a look, yeah. see who has a number one. It feels like the email is an extra step, but we can just see who shares. We'll just pick a random winner from whoever shares the episode. All right, that sounds great. Sean's but not with the tech sometimes, so apologies. For I am almost that 50. That's before. right. That's right. I'm an old man. <laughs> Yep. Jeez, you guys will let me know and we'll, we'll ship out shirts yeah. when we, we start shipping them out that week. So yeah, that sounds, sounds good. perfect. That sounds good. Thanks for your generosity. Andy. we appreciate you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks for, I'm looking forward to my t-shirt. I'm ready to rock that thing. It's yeah. You were the first one, man. You're the first one to buy, buy one of the t-shirts. Well, pre-orders, I need so. that. And I need the, the hand never kit. Those are my, that's my support. Yeah. Right Sean, you are one of our, one of our investors, one of our sponsors. So thanks, I, man. I am. I am. I mean, that's how much I believe in this product. I really think uh, this is better than Uno. This is better than... Way better. <laughs> this is better than uh, most card games out there. The only one that I'm going to put ahead of it, unfortunately, is still Texas Hold'em. But that's only because, you know, sure. my heart rate is going like that. But I could donate your money. We get it. We're that's it. That's it. I like the review that said it's like... Poker war, paper, rock, scissors thrown into a Jamba Juice blender with extra protein. Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's how he summed up the game. <laughs> I'm so stoked about this. Uh, it just sounds so quick quick to learn, easy yep. to play, and very intense. So, yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you're sleeping on playing card games, like, man, you can find competition even playing like Phase 10 or Uno or all those things. This is the spot for you. Like, pick the yeah, game Yeah, the, uh, the guys who were helping me with the uh, – the how to play video we're having like a, a 
you know, professionally produced how to play video that will hopefully be out next weekend or shortly after. They they took it to the bar and played for two hours just in the yeah. bar, which is just a perfect size. You can throw it down. You can yep. talk trash. You can play drinking games with it if you wanted. You can do yep. it. It's e- easy to take with you. And and then we're also uh, in talks with an app developer to figure that out too. So stay tuned. Fancy, fancy, fancy. More to come. Mahoney making. You hear you heard it here. Uh, I'll say first. I don't know if it's true or not, but the juggernaut is coming, folks. Buckle up. That's right. Andy Mahoney making big moves. That's some big moves there. I'm telling you. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to hear this. Um, what was I going to say here? That's the unfortunate thing when you just are just not that quick on the draw here, Brad. Yeah. Did you watch that game last night, that baseball game? That, that one baseball game? Yeah, I was gonna that say. one with the, the Jays and the Oakland Athletics coming here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Jays don't make the wild card, that's the game that everybody's going to remember. That's the game. I just want to turn my hat around so you can see how many Mariners. Hey, yeah. yeah. you're, you're only a game ahead of us. All right. No, we won. Uh, we were down eight. What was it? Wait, did you say the Mariners are a game ahead of somebody? They're, they're a game ahead of the uh, Blue Jays right in, in now the playoff, in the wild card the race. race. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's yeah. go Mariners. So I, I'm going to tell you right now, Brad, I was really – I'm really anxious about this, okay, because we had, we had Baltimore come in, and we actually dropped the game. As a matter of fact, Baltimore's record is so terrible, and I think that we gave them maybe 20% of their wins. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's crazy when I, when I look at it. They only have 32 victories all season long right now, right? Once again, Sean, is, this is the spot where you just can't try to talk to me before these things happen. It, every time. Every let time. me get back. Let me get back to this game. So, Jays going to the bottom of the eighth. They're down eight to two. Eight to two. They managed to get six runs back in the eighth. And Lourdes Guriel Jr. hits a grand salami there to tie it up. And then, of course, Oakland goes up another two runs then going into the ninth, the top of the ninth. And Marcus Simeon, after George Springer and uh, I forget who was the other one that got on base there just before him. But anyways, those two guys get on base. I think it was Bo Bichette and George Springer. And Marcus Simeon went 0 for 4, goes 1 for 5 with a nice dinger to end it, walk-off home run. That brought me some confidence because we barely beat the Orioles. We barely beat them. We, we, we won by one run the two games that we won, okay? And then the Tigers, we won by one run. Like the bats went cold. Vladdy Guerrero, he's hitting balls but no more bombs. You know, now all of a sudden the bats are alive, pitching a little bit suspect, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you just hey, so, anyway. so I know. Well, well, Brad Hand, they had to send him down for the assignment. Brads will, the Brads will always let you down in the end. That's just how I know. You know, uh, your namesake. Yeah, he was. Uh, what a horrible trade that was at the end. It's like, oh, my gosh. You know, Jeremy said it best. It's like, yeah, he's iffy. It's like, it's true. Yeah. And then, of course, the Dodgers. Taking what well, right now they're fight, they're fighting tooth and nail with uh, San Fran right now for number one, number yeah. one in their division. So I still think the Dodgers are going to take it all. Um, I can't see why not. It'd probably be Los Angeles Dodgers, Tampa Bay uh, Rays yet again this season. Yeah. What say you, Brad? Or the, or the Houston Cheaters? I mean, <laughs> 
Hey, man, that's no different than Tom Brady. That's no different than Bill Belichick. That's no different than Deflate Gate or Bill Belichick looking at videos to see what mm. they're calling. It's a little bit different. No, no, no. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. What do you think of Bill Belichick cutting uh, Cam, uh, Cam Newton there this week? I think it's on brand. All right, elaborate. Well, I mean, Cam Newton had a misunderstanding is how they said it with his travel policy or whatever. and The COVID policy? Yeah, just that he was supposed to get tested a certain way and he didn't and those things. And Bill just doesn't play that game. Like, you have to be about the team and for the betterment of the team. And if you're not, then you can go somewhere else. I mean, it's the same. It feels like Jamie Collins all over again, right? Remember Jamie Collins was like, I deserve more money. And he was like, oh, okay, you do deserve more money. You can go play in Cleveland for four years. Right. Like, right. We touched that. That's the Belichick move, right? So it's not a surprise to me. I think he thinks that. you know, maybe at worst is a draw in talent-wise between or at this point between Mac Jones and Cam Newton. He trusts Mac Jones. He doesn't trust Cam Newton. You know, mm-hmm. availability is the biggest thing for Bill Belichick. If you're not going to show up and be able to play, then you're not going to play yeah. for him. So, does Cam Newton have a new team yet, or is he just no. jobless right now? Jobless right he's now. Jobless. Wow. He says that he's willing to be a backup somewhere. I think you know, uh, everyone's maybe a little bit nervous about what he is in, uh, injury-wise. And so the thing about the NFL is that if you're not on a roster, if you're on a roster week one, your salary is guaranteed for the year. If you sign week two, your salary is not guaranteed, and it's week by week. So I would imagine Cam probably lands somewhere after week one so that you know whoever takes a risk on him isn't on the hook for all the money. Big money, yeah. yeah. My, my biggest thing that I thought, like Bill Belichick has to be – the greatest expert at answering the media's questions. Okay. Cause we just saw urban Myers. He doesn't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Urban Myers. Cause you can see great coach in college comes up to the NFL level, basically tells, tells the media. Yeah. I made decisions on uh, the vaccine protocols and uh, those that didn't get vac- vaccinated. And all of a sudden now the NFL is investigating the Jacksonville. Jaguars well, they they came out and said he misspoke that he didn't do that. Yeah, Take still, still they opened up an investigation, yeah. right? Bill Belichick, when he was asked point blank, he's like, no, uh, that had nothing to do with it. I mean, he could be lying. I think it would be a terrible decision to lying. play poker. It would be a terrible decision to play poker with Bill Belichick. I think you'll take all your chips. That man could bluff. Bill, listen, Bill Belichick 100% took into account someone's vaccine status. If it was a, If there was a like a, an equal spot between two players and one was vaccinated and one wasn't, the vaccinated player got that spot. That's easy math. But I would say that's across the league because you can't run that risk. I mean, look at what happened in other sports right now. You've got the Boston Red Sox who are, you know, nipples deep in a playoff run, all of a sudden losing nine players to COVID, right? And you I just know. can't have that happen. And they're not going to make any concessions this year. There's no rescheduling of games. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone last year was, you know, there was a bunch of moving parts and everyone mm-hmm. was able to be more flexible. And this year they're saying, hey, there's a way out. And if you're not taking that way out, you're penalized. And so you can't run the risk, one, of a, of a player that's important to you missing a game, right? That's important. But two is you can't afford that player causing an outbreak and then causing you having to forfeit a game. Because with 17 games, every game counts. You know, and if you're going to drop a game because you, you know, made a decision to employ someone that, you know, for whatever reason, didn't want to, uh, you know, take their own precautions. It's just, it's an unfortunate thing. So, yeah, 
I was, I was just thinking, right? Like hockey, basketball, especially baseball. I mean, with 162 games, you know, you're going to lose games, right? And you know, um, if you're 20 games above 500 in baseball, you're probably in a good chance to make a wild card or some sort of playoff berth, right? Um, Hockey, you get 90 points, so two points for every victory, one point for an overtime loss, right? Um, you get a point for losing in overtime? In overtime, yeah. Wow, yeah. You get a point for losing? In overtime, yeah. No, you just you get a point for losing. In overtime. That's almost as bad as soccer. In you overtime. Get a point for tying. You get a point for tying in yeah, soccer, yeah. but you get that's a point it. for losing in hockey. See, that's, that's why right. hockey is my fifth favorite sport. That's terrible. Why would you reward a loser? Because I, I, I agree with you. That was that was the rules back in the day. But since, I don't know, when they just introduced that there with the shootout and everything, they, they decided they have to do this. Because it was a one point if you tied, right? Yeah. You both tied. Which it was is one weird, point. but okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was one point. No, it's not weird. Losing a bodega brawl, just to be clear. Thank you, Andy. That's why your game is superior. <laughs> Listen. Hockey has now moved to my sixth favorite game with bodega brawl being the fifth. <laughs> Listen, Bodega Brawl's up there. I'm definitely I'm, I'm going to put it up there. That's top five. That's top five. All right, there we go. It should be top in front five. of hockey because they don't. No, man, I'm Canadian. Come on, man. You get points to losers, man. You're a fighter first, Sean. It's, it's it's gone up above CFL. How about that? All right, that's fine. Yeah, they, they probably also get points for losing. No, yeah. no, you don't. But you know what's happening? Like you know. I feel like in the CFL, if you get a 15-yard loss, you get three points. I think that's the thing. No, right? no, but that's you do get thing. you do get a point, like you know, with a field. This is too much to explain right now to you because <laughs> you're just going to be all lost in this. Okay, I, I don't I'm not going to be lost. It it, just, it makes sense to me. It's just dumb. So you're, no, well, here's what's dumb. Okay, so Thursday, uh, the Argonauts were supposed to play the Edmonton Elks. That's their new name, right? So they switched from the Eskimos. To the Elks, right? So it's the it's the move, it's the it's the flavor, right? Is Eskimo a PC term that they it's, mean? it's a derogatory term, yes. Okay. Yeah. So um they switch it over to the uh Elks. So the Elks, just like Boston, they had something like nine or twelve players that were just tested positive for COVID because Alberta is the wild, wild west, okay, of uh Canada. And so they just it's bought the them what, out what is the key is do it real quick? What's it's the what? The wild, wild west. <laughs> That's guns a blazing. Boo, boo, boo. Yosemite Sam. Wild, wild west, right? Although Yosemite Sam is from California, so the west. I don't know that people wouldn't think of it as Texas, but uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, but, so they had to cancel the game. They have to reschedule this game. Okay. So it's, it's crazy that this is now the logistics of what the CFL looks like going through okay. this. Uh, but that's Coming because up. they chose to not play last year. Well, it's a, that that's a and we very, talked about this at that time that they really were missing a spot for the learning curve. But absolutely, that, that's a fair point. You know, that's a fair point. Um, but Labor Day Classic coming up, Hamilton Tiger Cats, Toronto Argonauts. Labor Day also. Yes. Are you guys celebrate every holiday we do? Is it like the weekend before though? Like no, no, no. We, okay, so you have your Labor Day on Friday. Was your Labor Day Friday? No, it's Monday. Monday. It's Monday. Just like okay. our Thanksgiving is Monday, but that's your Columbus Day. Yeah. So, or do they call it Founders Day or whatever? Uh, that it's Discovery Day. It's it's Discovery Day. Yeah. Discovery Day, right? Yeah. So no, I, think it's, I think it's Indigenous People Day now. 
Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Sure. Probably not. Probably not bad. That's that's not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's our Thanksgiving. There's that day. But then your Thanksgiving, we celebrate your Black Friday. We don't have the day off like you guys. We able to just run out there, you know. Yeah. But we'll do Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But yeah. Because um, you love thank- to spend America's money. Well, anyway. basically, yeah. 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 yeah, you guys could stroll on up here, watch a CFL game if you want. You know, we still can't go down I, for I an NFL game unless we uh, fly. I don't think anymore. I don't, I don't think we can go north anymore. I think they closed that off. There was a real short window that we were allowed to go to Canada. Yeah. And it's closed again. Well, it's because, you know, I don't know when America should be leading the vaccination <laughs> in the whole entire world. We're at 77% here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would think that. I, I don't know. I was thinking that. Uh, yeah, you, I was. You have not been paying attention to people. I, I have been. I have been. I'm just really shocked that New York we're and found on a country that threw tea in the water because they're upset at it. You think we're going to take this is the move we're going to make? We're going to be the front leaders of the vaccine? Listen, man. I always laugh about your banking history, okay? Because we went federally, right? That's how we went. We only have five national banks. Where you guys? decided your banking the way that you're going to do it either it's going to be states or federally to a duel yeah. <laughs> you let this be decided by a duel that's how well, american listen, is that's america why, that's why bodega brawl is going to be the number one game in the world because everyone loves a good duel that's it that's <laughs> so true <laughs> that's how it works good it's good andy i want to quickly talk to you you and i are uh NBA fans, more importantly, Portland Trailblazer fans. Yeah. We're also charter members of the anti-Laker Blazer Club. Yes. I wanted to get your take on what's been happening with Portland in the offseason, if you think they've done enough to make Dame happy or if there's another move coming. What does your gut say? Uh, oh, man. I, I, I feel like Dame really, truly does want to win with a team like Portland. Like I, I think, I mean that someone just put that stat up that you know they he's led the the Blazers to the playoffs eight years in a row with no uh, NBA all all team defense all, no other all stars I mean it's it's crazy what he's done so I think his druthers would be to win with Portland but I think he'll make a decision in those first two months as to whether he thinks that can actually happen. And I think we'll end up with a Harden situation, right? Where he, whatever the trade deadline is, he leaves yeah. around Christmas time. Yeah. I, I don't know if he takes, line on that, but he takes that stance. I think he'll, he'll make a decision early I, on. I think he'll make a decision. I think he wouldn't be a distraction. So I don't think that's his nature. I think he gets traded in the off season, but Okay. Uh, Dame Lillard. So you think he'd finish well, out? Well, maybe season? publicly. I think maybe you're. Well, I think maybe you're right that he'll know in the first two months. I don't know that he would publicly like Harden did come out. Yeah, he might say to the ownership, and they might be able to turn him for something that. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd definitely play it differently than Harden for yeah. sure. And he's not coming in. Remember, Harden came like didn't even he miss a couple games, and he was yeah, all bad play. or whatever. And yeah, he's obviously not going to do that. Yeah, I think he's got a little more character than James yeah. Harden. I think but, he's gonna uh, buy in to see what Chauncey has to bring and, and all those. Yeah, things. exactly. See what the new pieces end up looking like. It still wouldn't terribly surprise me if CJ McCollum gets moved before the season starts. I hope so. I could see that. I think 
That's I love CJ, but well, I mean, and so does Dame, right? That's the move. And I yeah. also love CJ, but you can't have Norman Powell, CJ, and Dame that just defensively isn't going to cut it. And I so, don't need, I'm like, I, what does the starting five even possibly look like, look like right now? Because yeah. it seems like you start, I mean, unless they like stick CJ as the sixth man or whatever, who's the dude? Is it uh, Lou Willems? That's like just the awesome yeah, sixth Williams. man, could be a starter anywhere, but he leads the bench really well. Yeah. Like if CJ could do that, that'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah. but the, the problem with that is that you're paying him thirty million dollars a year. Like he, yeah, your six man can't be the thirty million dollars. But you just can't run CJ Norm and Dame. No, and you know because no. then as you much got. I love CJ. I love Norm Dance. way more. Yeah, who who do you do? Yeah, I think you get rid of CJ. But I think what about yeah. the whole CJ Ben Simmons rumor? I think there's any credibility to that. Yeah, I do actually. I think Would that, that really. I think good? Philly really wants. Dame yeah. back in that deal, but I think it's a terrible idea for Portland. You, it, you do think it's terrible? It's it's hilarious that he refused to come to Toronto, uh, Ben Simmons, like because there was like off that this morning. This morning he'll say he'll. This morning he came out and said he'll play for any team that's not Philadelphia. <laughs> yeah, I mean I can't blame him. Um, so. There's a lot of drama in Philadelphia. Philadelphia's best window to win is when the Raptors won. Um, because you had you had a great team on that team, like that was a great team, really put together. But uh, Joel Embiid is is I don't know, still mentally developing, I guess. Like he's still very immature as a player. You know, you you know what I'm saying? Like he's, yeah, he's not only he's immature as a player, he's immature as a person. But yeah, and there's there's times and places for things. I don't know. Um, Miami, I think they. Probably look a lot better with Kyle Lowry coming over there. The Bulls look a lot better. Yeah, uh, the Bulls are going to have the best, the best fast break defense or game in the league. Yeah, with Zach Levine and now Derek Jones flying. I mean, Andy can tell you Derek Jones dunks are like other like yeah. you can't even believe what you're seeing. It's so crazy. Awesome. And now the addition of Demar Derozan as well. I mean, yeah. you, you can't just sit there and say Demar well, was you playing and say what you want about yeah, and you can say you want about Lonzo Ball, but he's still a talented point guard, right? He's going to dish that ball to those three uh, specifically. You know, his mm-hmm. dad overshadows his talent. The other two brothers are what they are, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want the Lakers to lose, man. Oh, yeah. these two <laughs> super teams, man. We were Lakers just talking about that. That was is. a team. That was a team built for 2010. That's what that team yeah. is. Holy! Where, where is Russell Westbrook ever won at? That's okay. <laughs> That's what you need to ask yourself. Why would you even take that assignment on? I don't know. I'm, they're just grasping his draws. I mean, I think back to like you know James Harden wasn't who he is today you know when those three played together but kevin durant was still arguably the second best player in the league in oklahoma city and they could never get over and it was all russell westbrook that was holding that train back i just don't see what's the latest on durant is he has the have the nets decided anything with his COVID stuff did you hear about that no like you might not be able to play because they're doing you have to be vaccinated to be at barclays yeah and he's what not not doing not getting it. vaccinated? Yeah, I heard. I don't know. I heard something about that. I yeah, think. I mean, interesting. It's uh, there's two. There's <clears throat> excuse me. There's there maybe there's three places. One of them San Francisco, and one of them is Brooklyn. I feel like there's a third. Uh, maybe it's New York, the Knicks. Maybe it's Madison Square Garden. There's three spots I think where you have to be vaccinated to play or to be in the building, and so those players are going to have to be. Uh, but you would assume the other players have to be 
that come in from the team to also uh, other teams to play there. I don't know how it would work yeah. uh, to not. So that's man, that's such a fascinating nuanced debate for yeah uh, for those leagues to come out and say it's pretty wild. Yeah, I mean you know, and going back to that whole thing we talk about just with football, you know, Tampa Bay is boasting a hundred percent vaccine rate for players, staff, and yep. uh, you know, executives. Wow. And it would be very difficult, you would imagine, for them to bring in someone mid-season as an injury replacement or as a free agent signing that wasn't vaccinated, right? Because they have different rules now not having unvaccinated players. You know, they have a pretty much wide open campus and they can all travel together and there's no, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, they're gonna see, you're going to see a competitive advantage for that. Which I don't know. I don't know that it's right or it's wrong. It's just it's an interesting development. I, I think it makes sense though if you don't want to be doing that whole entire I gotta isolate, I gotta be away, uh, test. Yeah, even maybe. now if you're vaccinated and you're in your you know exposure, it's you're out maybe five days or until you can test negative twice yeah. in 24 hours. That's way better than a 10 day guaranteed push. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, and I don't know. I mean, it's it's such a it's such a challenging time right now to say what is right, what is wrong. But this, it's crazy. I mean, who would have thought the COVID would have this much influence on sports and, and just globally in the world, markets? Uh, it's just a pandemic, right? And I mean, none of us are old enough to have survived a pandemic. No. Right? I, mean, I, I yeah. think there's limited people in the world probably that have yeah. ever seen a pandemic, uh, yeah. being that it was, you know, 103 years ago was the last time we probably has seen a worldwide pandemic, so. It's uncharted territory. People are handling how they're going to handle it. I was laughing about it just yesterday, thinking about, um, you know, last May I was setting up some stuff at work and, you know, I had a pretty firm construction schedule that I had to have done by September because we were going to have this, these events happening September and October, November that we couldn't have construction during and how like those all got canceled. And I thought it was just so silly that, you know, even in May and June of last year, I was like still planning for things to be happening that I couldn't work around and, you know, yeah, stuff. It still hasn't happened over a year later. It's you know pretty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting to like to think back on. Yeah, I just wanted to get on. Okay, so we got our fantasy football happening here shortly, right? Yeah. Guys, your sports little league going on. Do you have any tips coming into fantasy football coming up? I'm sure drafts are happening this weekend for most people. Yeah, follow. I'm your listening. Guy. I need. I need all the tips I can get. Yeah, uh, know who you want to have player-wise and don't be afraid to reach. Would you drop the quarterback in the first round? Um, I No, I don't think so. I mean, I, I've seen guys take Patrick Mahomes in the first round. Yeah. Uh, I think if you're in the back half, if you're playing in a 10 or 12-team league, you know, and you're drafting 9 or 10, it makes some sense to take Mahomes if you want because you're not going to get back around to get him, you know, get a quarterback in the third. Um. You know, with that being said, I think, you know, there's probably five running backs that I would draft. And so if you're drafting six or deeper, I think you start receivers or, you know, maybe a Darren Waller or a Travis Kelsey at, at tight end. Um, yeah, I was thinking the exact same thing about running back, because especially with the utility running backs that they have out there that are just both dual threats. Yeah. That's going to get you more points. The wide receiver class is so deep. Right. And so and I, I only play PPR leagues, which is point per reception. So, I mean, my view is a little bit skewed that way but i think most people play ppr anyway 
these days. The purists play the non PPR, but that's a harder catch. Yeah, I think you can wait until about the third round in order to go for a quarterback. There's going to be a plethora. Yeah, dude, it all this depends on when you're drafting. Like last night, I had a draft and I was drafting dead last in a ten round or in a ten team league. You know, so I was picking ten, eleven, and then I didn't pick again until thirty and thirty one. So I was in a time capsule, so I have no idea when our draft is going on. Yeah, well, we haven't scheduled it yet because no one signed up for the league, so we have that going for us. Well, I'm signing up today, so. Well, that's why. So until we have some interest, I'm not scheduling a draft, but it'll probably be uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Coming week. Okay. Andy, you want to join our league? Ooh. Uh, I am doing one league, and that's probably yeah. all I can Andy, do. Andy has enough on his plate. He that's right, exactly it. He has okay. the game coming out, all that good if stuff. I, if I joined your league, it would it'd be on autopilot, which probably isn't good for anybody. So <laughs> yeah. I need I want competitive Andy if we're gonna have Andy. I don't I don't yeah. want autopilot. Yeah. Well, I think this wraps up another week here. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it does good. I think uh, find our friend Andy uh, and Bodega Brawl at Instagram and Facebook. Yep. Make your orders, put them in. Don't beat me to the game. But if you guys, I guess I'll say that. If you're, if the one edition, the hundred first hundred are sold out, I'll be happy for you. But I'll also be a little bit sad. Uh, my t-shirt's on the way. Yours should be too. Share this episode. We'll get you guys a t-shirt off of the person with the most shares. Uh, so we'll be paying attention to that. That shirt should ship out the week of the September 12th. Is that right? Andy? Yeah, yeah. It'll be, we'll, we'll ship them out that Monday. Yeah. Uh, sometime that week 13th. we'll get them out there. So you'll get your shirt quick if you share this week. Yep. And uh, yeah, thanks again to our sponsors, Brodega Ball, Flyers, and Smooth My Balls, which is, I always make Sean say it because I can't say it without laughing. But there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Till next time, kids. Be good or be good at it. Thanks, Andy. All right. Thank you. Right. Oh, you've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.